Hey, it's your girl, Sin, and you are tuned into You So Crazy, the podcast. What up, what up, what up, though? Welcome to episode three, You So Crazy, the podcast. Things I do for love. How fitting, how fitting, how fitting of an episode to have in the beautiful month of February. I am one of your hosts, Cortland. And it's your girl, Jazzo, you already know. Hey, what up, though, Jazzo? And, you know, living, living, trying to make it. I feel you. We all out here doing the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, just hanging and maintaining. You feel me? Hey, fake it till you make it, baby. Yep. It is what it is. But, um, yeah, man, we're going to get into this episode. Again, this is episode three, Things I Do for Love, um, as usual, you know. Uh, just want to shout out... Um, Black-owned company. I said I'm going to try to wear a, a Black-owned uh, shirt or sweater, clothing clothing brand, clothing line every episode. And as you all know, you know, rocking the marathon. Long live, you know, Hustle Man, Nipsey Hustle. Hustle the great. Um, they still doing their thing. They still dropping releases. Lauren Lennon, you know, still advertising. And, you know, the whole um, TMC crew and Puma, too. So shout out to them. Um, but yeah, episode three, you know, let me read the summary. We're going to get into it. So our summary for episode three is, uh, Martin's cross comments, you know, on the air draw rush of hate calls. So he decides to prove his romantic nature by taking Gina out dancing. So this, this is, um, I think this episode, like as adults who dated, I think this episode will will hit a little differently. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, we got the opening scene, Martin talking about pranks. Uh, he pranked his cousin Kenny. You know, um, he was saying like, his cousin Kenny was outside playing. He opened a, a, a soda and then went back outside playing. And Martin, he poured like dish soap or something in there. And um, he thought Kenny would come back in and drink it like, hey, Martin. This isn't soda. Ah, you got me. You know, and he's like, man, Kenny beat my ass like he didn't know me. You know, Martin and his opening monologues, that, sh- that should be funny. Um, oh, and quick shout out to us, you know. We made it into the top 200 of uh, Apple Music's um, review show genre or whatever you want to call it. You know, just after two episodes, you know, so we took a little celebratory break because we a big deal now, so. Y'all just gonna have to get over it. But we back now. We back now. So it is what it is. Back you in. did? Yeah, we back in business. <clears throat> um, have you ever been a prankster, Jazzle? I'm still a prankster. Like <laughs> my grandfather, um, and he rest in peace, he like liked to play pranks on us all the time. And so, like, as an adult, like we can prank all day. Like, and I also I also <laughs> like to scare people, like, and I'm short and Guys, if you don't know, Cortland does not like short people. Um, he makes an exception for me. Um, but this is one of the reasons he probably hates them. But like I am so small that I can <laughs> that I can hide anywhere. And so like I have a lot of friends like that are over six feet. And so I be jumping out of every which way, scaring them. And I I be getting them too. So it's funny, like it's just what I do. <laughs> I can see that. I can I can definitely see that. I can see you being like. Cause you're so small, you could be one of those like little bush people on the side of the, 
the street. Downtown. And I would do that. I would do that. I would I would love wow. to scare people in a bush. Like, you know, right now I'm local. You know what I'm saying? I just do it to my friends, but like I'm not opposed to taking it on Twitter. <laughs> right now I'm local. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um I used to be a prankster. I don't think I am as much anymore. Like I used to do stupid, stupid stuff like like one time, <laughs> excuse me, I had to be in middle school. I was riding in the car with my dad, and I was asking him, has he talked to his his little brother lately? He was like, no, I'm due to call him. I was like, let me call him. So I called him, and just on the fly, I was like, I was like, hey, Uncle Jimmy, uh, my dad's locked up, you know, um, and it's just me, and they trying to take me away to, to Chow Haven unless I pay his bill. Like, I need a $1,000. And my Uncle Jimmy was on the other side of the phone just scrambling, like, panicking. He was like, okay, Corlin, like, don't worry, like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get it. Tell him um, to give give him my numbers. They call me, and I'll just pay with my credit card over. You know, like, but it was like, it was funny because once I started laughing, he was like, "Wow!" But I was like, "Damn!" Like, Unc really got my back. You know, if I need him, like, he really riding with his brother. Like, that's love. That's dope. But you know, nowadays, like, I don't know. I think that a small part of me allowed life to suck some of the fun out of my personality, but like. I'm still out here, so it, it is what it is. You know, given the person and the timing, like, I might pull a prank out, out the hat every now and then, but not like I used to be when I was a kid. You feel me? Yeah, but I think it's more acceptable when you're a kid. Like, as I know people are like, oh, you play too much. Yeah. And I indeed do play too much. <laughs> hey, I'm here for it. You feel me? Yeah, I feel that. But um yeah you know then we get to uh we get to the opening scene you know Gina and Martin in Martin's apartment and uh they're brushing their teeth and this is like this is like I think this is them showing us how beautiful Martin and Gina's chemistry is and how connected they just truly are because like as an audience you don't really know what they're saying like they're talking to each other one has a toothbrush in their mouth and they're like you know what i'm saying and martin's like ah babe thank you so much like you get me and then it flips in reverse and and gina does the same thing and like i think that's really dope because i feel like not even in a relationship like i feel like i've had chemistry like with people where i could be brushing my teeth and kind of talking out the side of my neck and they still know what I'm saying. Like if that was my mom, like she would hunt, she would wholeheartedly like understand what I was saying. You know what I'm saying? Or, or even like if Sean, if that was like me and Sean or something like Sean would get Sean, would, I wouldn't have to fully speak. Sean would know exactly what I was saying. So yeah, like I, I think that's beautiful. Um, how they orchestrated that and, and had that play out. Cause I really feel like, you know, one of the things, you know how they say nothing's new under the sun, like communication is vital, like in every relationship, you know, like good communication when you build. Yeah, good communication. When you build that, you know, you build that bridge for for the other person across or for y'all to meet halfway or whatever, like it's it's up, you know, once it's up, it's stuck. That's what the young kids saying these days. Once it's It's up, it's up and it's stuck. Feel me, you know what I'm saying. Have you ever had a partner like that? You know, let's shout out your favorite ex. Let's hear it. My favorite. No. I don't have a favorite <laughs> ex. I really don't. It's really it was. I'm cool with almost all of them. Yeah. Um, 
but it's still fuck them niggas. But um, excuse my language, guys. I'm so sorry. They're not, but they know what it is. Um, but um, you know, I I was my my last relationship was like four years, and um, I'm a firm believer in like I like to be friends, um, and get to actually know somebody before like I fully date them because I just feel like um, if we get to a point with with like where we we're in love, you may not always like actually like like me you know what i'm saying like you don't always like that person that you're with um <clears throat> but i think when you're friends with someone like i just feel like it's it's just different so like me and my ex we lived together for three of those four so i definitely had that we was like homies like i i, I had the time but it but it took a while to get there though let me say that it took a while to get there because mm. men like men and women just don't always don't always think um but it's beautiful though like it really is and to your point like i think communication is like super vital and i think the understanding is like the other part of that because you can communicate something but if the other person isn't understanding what you're saying then it falls on deaf ears it really does um but yeah man i mean i guess shout out to him he's not my favorite though i want to put that out there i really don't like him Mm. shout out to him Oh, damn. Yeah. Hey, it is what it is. You feel me? Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I really feel like in relationships, you know, I, I, you know, you know, the, the phrase that says, you know, communication is key. I mean, I don't fully agree with that. I think comprehension is key, um, which goes back to, you know, understanding the person you're with or you're dealing with, um, having that chemistry and that connection. Um, even like <clears throat> you see like post people saying like, I'm not a mind reader or like women want men to be mind readers or whatever. And I'm not saying like, you don't have to be a mind reader, but as you get to know this person and you go through different, you know, things and have these different scenarios with that person, like you'll know th- a typical response or a typical reaction or action of that person in said scenario or situation, you know? So again, you don't have to be a mind reader. You just got to know, you know, what it is. Like, even something small, like, you know, if I if I go through the drive-thru, you know, every time we go here, you get a number six with no cheese or whatever. Like, I don't even have to ask you no more. I know that's what you want type of thing. Like, I'm not reading your mind. I just know, like. You're paying attention. You know, yeah. It's like, I don't think people fully know how important it is. This is me, me personally. How important it is to me for people to remember minute details about me or just stuff like tiny stuff like man like like uh my boy b jacks he's the king of that like he'll remember something tiny from when we was in the fifth grade type of thing he'll randomly text me about it i'm like damn bro like that means a lot to me uh my homegirl chanel she's the same way you know just just those tiny things like when they say like you know the 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 best things in life are free like i think of that type of thing because that just makes me feel great or whatever but you know like yeah communication good communication is important for sure and martin and gina were were definitely showing that like like even just in the third episode you know like you can see their chemistry building um on camera and i don't know if the episode episodes were shot in order, like the third episode could have actually been like the 19th episode shot. But for from what I'm seeing, 
it's grown. That's all I know. So, yeah, communication, comprehension, you know, paying attention, all those vital details. And I think that you that you said it right, paying attention. Like I had to just say that. I feel like when you really like someone, I feel like you start to really pay attention to to the little Mm -hmm. stuff. And if you Mm -hmm. don't, then I just feel like to me, I feel like you don't care about me as much as you say you do. Cause it's like, why would you not pay attention? And I'm not, I'm not talking about like right away. I'm just talking about like if we did it with each other for months and months and months and months, like, and you're not like, what are, what are we really doing here? Um, but those three things, I think you hit it right on the head. Yeah. So, you know, after that, our boy Cole comes in, pulls up to Martin's house. You know, they going back and forth, um, talking about Tommy and his new girl and how he all love struck and in a daze or whatever. And Martin and, and Cole are just like, Ugh, you know, and Gina was like, I think it's sweet. Tommy's in love, you know, but. Martin in college, like, man, he's simping too hard. Like, he's going too hard. It's nasty. You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't know. It, it's funny. And then Cole Cole asked Martin to borrow his new jacket, which is bold. Like, if I just bought a jacket, like, hell no, you can't borrow it. What you mean? Hell no, you can't borrow my new shit. Right. You better wait till I put in a donation bag for it to go to Goodwill. Bro, wait for me to wear it first. Can I wear right. it a couple times before you ask for it? Hey, Martin, Martin, better friend than me. He's like, hey, don't funk this up with that cheap cologne. And Cole's just like, ah, oh, man, don't even trip. I'll bring it back tonight or tomorrow if I get lucky. And Martin's like, ha, see you tonight, you know. <laughs> you know, boys being boys. It's, it was funny. Um, Like, do you have a family member or a friend that just always be borrowing your stuff, like a little sister or, you know, like, little homegirl that's just like, ooh, Jazz, can I borrow that? So I have, so it's funny, I have friends that go into my closet, and then mm-hmm. I'm not even going to cap to you, I am that sister. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I will go into my sister, and I, so I'm the oldest of six, and so it's four girls, yeah. and um, we're not all the same size or whatever, but like, I mean, come on, like every now and then, like I and I actually did when I went back home with my sister. I was trying mm-hmm. to find a shirt for a birthday dinner, and her closet was a whack. I walked out of there and I was like, <laughs> I said, in 2023, girl, I need you to stop dressing like a grandma because I look like I just walked into Miss Lucille's motherfucking closet. All I had, it was, it was, it was not pretty. Um, so yeah, I, I am. I'm fortunate. I am that. I am that person. But I'm very like. I'm not gonna ask to borrow your new shit though. Like that's trifling. Like that is very trifling right, to me. Right. One thing about me, I don't. I will give you the shirt off my back. I will. I will share my food. All of that. Like I've shared my food with strangers. Um. But like, let me get the first bite, and then with my clothes, like, let me wear it a couple times, and then you can borrow it. Right. That's just how I do. I feel it. I um. You know, I don't have anybody like that in my life. Like, I don't have anybody, like, asking to borrow my clothes or my shoes or um, anything like that. Like, I don't have a little brother, you know. Uh, me and my friends, as you know, are all different sizes. So, like, Yeah, yeah, a lot, actually. It is very... Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a diverse so, group, guys. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? We don't... I don't go through that. Um, when I was in middle school, like, I, I, I kind of went through that. With my sister's shoes, man, my sister used to have keep up because she's four years older than me. 
So, like, by the time I got to middle school, she was old enough to have a job. So, she kept a fresh pair of all-black K-Swiss. Oh, my gosh. And there was, like, a year in middle school where me and her were the same shoe size. And I always used to ask to borrow her K-Swiss. She was like, boy, hell no. And so, because she was, she went to a magnet school clear on the other side of Vegas. And so, she would leave for her bus before I even woke up. And she wouldn't get home until I was already home for like an hour or two. I so just knew I you borrowed her K-Swiss. That is yeah. Crazy, I would go in her room where her K-Swiss be at school. Fly as hell. Come back, clean them up. Put them, uh, put them back in her closet. And I didn't get caught until like three or four months later. It rained. And I used to walk home through the desert. Like it, it wasn't, it's a, I mean, all of Vegas is a desert, but it was like a big, like acres of dirt. I'll say that. And I got halfway through that, those acres of dirt and it started raining. And I'm like, fuck. And it was mud and it was so much mud and like dirt and grime on her shoes. Like I couldn't clean them. And so she, she, yeah, I didn't even put them back in the closet. I just left them at the front door when she got home. She was pissed. She was pissed. But. Huh? I'm dragging my brother. What? <laughs> what? Hell no. Honestly, my brother would have to see me. Literally, yeah. my brother, did I she think, beat your ass? Like, what did she do to you? Did she tell your mom? No. Like, what happened? I, I, I think my know. sister, I think my sister felt like she couldn't touch me um, when we were growing up, or my mom or stepdad would have had, you know, a problem with it, which is crazy because now, I feel the opposite as adults. Like, you know, my stepdad passed away a few years ago, but like our biological father and our mom, you know, like my sister is their favorite. You know, if I say anything about her, it's a problem. You know, if she say anything about me, you know, they take it and they take it serious and they, you know, they need to look into it and they need to call me and have a conversation and I'm like, all right, cool. If I'm the second favorite child, like, that's cool or whatever. But, you know, I guess I get to feel how maybe she felt when we were growing up. And, you know, it is what it is. The, how the tables have turned. Yeah. How the tables have turned. That's for them K-Swiss you messed up. Dang. Karma. K-Swiss karma. You feel me? K-Swiss karma. Hey. Mm. But, you know, then we get to the next scene. Martin gets over to Gina's house and that creepy uh, black Chucky doll is still on the corner. Still need to do some investigations on that, but we'll get to that, you know, in a later episode. Um, No. Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, You know, Martin gets to Gina's house and forgets the flowers because Cole had had invited them out, you know, to the Savoy Club or whatever, but Martin and Gina were like, no, we're having Tom, we're having dinner with Tommy and his new girlfriend, Donise, tonight. They're pulling up to Gina's crib or whatever. We're going, you know, eat, get to know her, all that good stuff. And it's just funny. Like, Martin gets there. He forgets the flowers. Tommy and Donise knock on the door. And Martin's like, hey, Gina, remember what I told you? Like, what? what? You, you know, Martin opened the door and Tommy and Donise are just. Mm-hmm. And Martin's like, what's that thing? You know, um, and you could just see it. Tom, listen, Tommy did a great job with this scene, like acting like he was in full scent mode. Like he was just in a daze. Like he was just in a daze. He walked in, you know what I'm saying? 
introduced Donise to to Martin and Gina or whatever, and they just couldn't take their eyes off each other. Like they they you know their chemistry was just like like instant. I guess you could say like you could tell like from the moment they met, they were just like it's like a movie. I mean, it's a show, but you get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like just over overly smitten. And just, you know, in full scent mode. And it's funny, like, because I want to ask, like, do you have a friend that's like that? Or or if you don't, have you ever seen, like, one of your friends or somebody that you're close with be like that with another person? And you're just like, what the hell? It is very sick. It's <laughs> very sick. Okay. I am not a big PDA person. So when I see that shit, I be like, get a room. Get a room, ma. Why am I? Why am I turning around? And why are why are y'all in a full makeout session? Are y'all about to have sex right now on this couch? Um, and to that point, I know, and I know dudes that are like just ready to just kiss you in public, just open like tongue and all, and I'd be like, you gotta stop. <laughs> I don't like that. That, <laughs> like that, that is that is funny. Um. Are you a simp, Cortland? What kind of um, what kind of guy no. are you? Do you like PDA? Well, like I'm total opposite of you. Like I'm a full ass simp. You know, like I'm a I'm a certified lover boy. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, if I'm into you, I'm into you. You feel me? Um, like we could be in the middle of a house party on the couch. Like, bae, you know, you want to come sit on my lap and make out? Like, let's do it. You know, I do not care. We could be in the middle of the mall. We could be at a, a, a Raiders game. I don't care. Like, if I want to kiss, you want to kiss, we're going to kiss, you know. But I will say, you know, overall, in my adulthood, I've attracted um, women that have the mindset that you have. Like, you know, we don't need to be doing all Like, we can get a room if we want to do all that, basically. You know, like, we don't need to be doing all that in public and, whatever pda is not their thing or whatever so you know it is what it is like for whatever reason i attract and am attracted to women who don't like to do what i like to do which is wild but whatever maybe you need to like instill it in them a little bit you know yeah i'm trying to work y'all stubborn but um (laughs) no you know but i i do recall like just meeting somebody in that instant chemistry like that instant connection like yo there's this, i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm tell you like there's this girl and like i met her at a basketball game but before i ever spoke a word to her like i could feel her and i know this is gonna sound like like oh, this thing. like i could feel her like she was probably standing like 10 feet in front of me and i could just feel all i saw was the back of her like it wasn't like the back of her like she was wearing a tight dress and had a big bbl booty like no she I just, she was wearing regular clothes and I saw the back of her, but I could feel her. I'm like, yo, like, I have to talk to this woman. Like, I don't know who she is. She could be butt ugly. Like, no matter what she, what, what she looks like, like, at least we're going to be friends. Cause this, this connection that I'm feeling, like, even if I'm not attracted to her when she turns around, you never know, like, what could build from it, from us talking. And she turns around, absolutely gorgeous. And um, we just connected and it was just, it was great. It was bad timing, but it was great. Like I've never felt that. That was the one and only time I ever felt that. And I'm I'm forever grateful that I got to experience that. I'll say that much. So yeah, man. Sometimes like and I say that to say, like with Tommy and Donise, like that's how I felt with her. Like 
you know, like she was on the same thing I was on. Like we were just, you know, in the days and all this other stuff, but it was short lived. Um, cause again, bad timing. So. Oh, yeah, I don't, like, I actually love that for you. Like, that actually sounds, like, really dope. And I feel like at one point, I probably was a lot more affectionate and willing to do PDA. But actually, I, I'm, and, but I'm thinking, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't tell you. Um, because I can really <laughs> like somebody, but I'm just very, like. Yeah. No. And, like, yeah. I, like, I, like and I, I'm mad that I told you, like, that I just told you, like, to try and, like, get them to be more like you because men have tried to, be, like, make me be like that. And yeah. I'm like, why the fuck are you touching me? Like, like get away. Like. No, definitely. Yeah. Like, I, I've, yeah, again, like you said, I've tried and it's just, there was no budging. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm always, I'm very stern about, like, I'm never going to make someone do something that they don't want to do or that they don't feel pressured. I don't want to make pressure people into doing things that they don't want to do. You know, um, like I respect boundaries and like stuff like that just can turn into a whole nother thing. So like if you say no, like I fully understand. No means no, no matter what, no matter what it is. So that's, you know, that's just me. I'm not about to push you too hard in trying to, you know, be like court. And I and I love that. Remember that, y'all. Boundaries and consent. Boundaries and respect. Consent. Respect. Respect that it. Lines, not lines of cocaine, but lines of respect. Not the book of sugar. I'm in Vegas, so I gotta be. You know, my not the book of sugar. Um. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Dang, it was something else I was about to tell you. And I took oh, speaking of PDA, now I say I'm full scent mode. I'm with whatever bay on, you know what I'm saying? But I do also have my limits. Because some stuff just be corny. What's what's corny? What is your limit? Have you, ever, have you ever seen Kim's Convenience? Do you know what that is? No. Yo, if y'all never seen if y'all ever seen this this show, it's called Kim's Convenience. It's on Netflix. I don't watch Netflix, but I literally got a Netflix account to binge this show. It's about this um Korean family that owns a convenience store in Toronto. But it's a comedy, like, but it's also it's a dramedy, actually. Cause the son and the father don't get along. And then the mom just being everybody business just doing the most and then the daughter she's like ambitious but shy and then she's confused because she thinks she likes girls but she doesn't know but the son he works at a rental car he manages a rental car company and his best friend works for him is like a rank under him so it's about that like those boundary lines and all that good stuff but the son ends up dating his big boss or something like that but like there's just a scene i say that to say there's a scene where like they come in and they do this kissing thing and it's like mwah, 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 mwah. but it's nice couples yoga you got it it was yeah. <laughs> i was like what i had to rewind it like three times i was like i know i did not just see that i'm actually dropped that i'm gonna drop that in this episode so y'all can see exactly what i'm talking about because i saved it i have it saved if y'all never seen kim's convenience on netflix please go watch it um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, it's funny or whatever, but yeah. So before, 
you know, we move on to the next episode. You know, we're going to pay some bills. You know, we got a couple sponsors or whatever. We kind of a big deal. So, you know, y'all tune in and uh, we'll be right back. What's going on, everybody? My name is Bree, owner of Bree Images Photography, and I'm a lifestyle and branding photographer. It's the season of the entrepreneur, everyone starting a business. If you have a business idea, go ahead and start it. And once you do that, come see me. I'm a one-stop shop. I offer so many resources from hair and makeup artists to business branding consultation to make sure that your business is represented in the best way possible to bring you in the most clientele. I don't only do business branding, but also lifestyle. So birthday shoots, weddings, events, all of those things I am able to provide to you. If you're in need of a photographer, please hit me up at Brie Images on Instagram, or you can check out my website at BrieImagesPhotography.com. And I hope to hear from you soon. Bye. What up, though? Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode three, Things I Do for Love of You So Crazy, the podcast. You know what I'm saying? We out here ranked. Just want to remind y'all, we ranked on the Apple charts. No biggie. Top 200, um, baby. Um, but yeah, so, you know, getting back into the episode, um, like I was saying, you know, Tommy and Donnie's come over and Gina and Martin are like getting to know them and they're all lovey-dovey, PDA'd up, <clears throat> excuse me. And Tommy's like, basically like, man, Martin, why don't you and Gina come with us to the Savoy Club? You know, Martin's just like, why would I go out for hot dogs when I got steakums in the house? You feel me? Which I, which I, I understand, but at the same time, it's like, like I don't think it would hurt for every now and then for if you and your girl went out to the club, you know, like I don't know. How how do you feel about that, Jazzo? Like if you're in a full fledged relationship, how do you feel about going to a nightclub with your with your boyfriend or your husband or whomever? I used to do it. Like I'm I'm trying to tell you, like if you that's what people don't get is that like people get in these relationships with people and they barely even know them and then all these insecurities come out of nowhere because you don't really know this person you or like they have habits that you don't want to do and like I I go out I don't I'm not a fan of the club anymore I actually haven't been in a long time so it's very rare that you actually see me like at a club club like I'll go to a hookah bar I'll go to the bar like but I'm not gonna be at the club like that. However, like with my ex, we used to go, not all the time, but like our friend, like I also was in a different friend group. Most of us were in long relationships. So it was nothing to go out as a group. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You throw a little ass on your nigga. And then guess what? That's guaranteed D, y'all. Every time. <laughs> now, it is. Listen, listen. Why do people go to the club? To get feral or to get fucked? That sounds very crazy. But like, like before, you know what I'm saying? People, people like to pick people up at the club. Like. Me personally, I've never picked anybody up, picked anybody up at the club. But like, when I used to go my with my with my boyfriend, like my ex, like we would have, we for the most part we would have a good time. Every mm-hmm. now and then, every now and then, it was not a good time, and it usually was because like some shit popped up. Because that's another thing too, like stuff happens and you have no control of it because there's so many people that you don't know, right? And like, I can think of a couple instances where. Some shit pumped off. Um, just cause like either a girl came up to him and I almost got into a fight because she wasn't being respectful, or like a nigga came up to me, you know what I'm saying, and isn't getting the hint. And so you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> but that wasn't like super, super crazy. Um, 
It wasn't super, super crazy. But um, like those are like on like I can count the instances on one hand. But yeah, like, I feel like if you can't go out with your significant other and have fun, like, you know, like you don't always want to be in the house. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you want to hear back that ass up. Surrounded mm-hmm. by people that you that you fuck with, you know what I'm saying? While other white people are dancing in a corner, making the most uncoordinated yeah. movements, and you know, and pay fifteen dollars for a fucking tequila water, um, and you know, <laughs> but you have a good time. Yeah. What about you? Do you, do you for, I mean, you live in Vegas, so I, I like. How is that? I feel like. Do you um. Know? All right, so I'll say this. Because I've done it, like you said, I live in Vegas. I've done it more than once. Um, like, so I had an ex, and she was, like, just club crazy. Like, always wanted to be in the club. But she actually, she lived in Boston. She didn't live in Vegas. But, you know, she would fly out here. I would fly out there or whatever. Um, every time we, we linked up, every time we were together, there was going to be at least one night where we went to a nightclub, you know. And she's just very much like that girl that wants to be in the VIP, get a section, have champagne flowing, taking tequila shots, you know what I'm saying? Like flirting with people just enough to get what she wants type of thing, you know? But like, I knew, like, I knew that's how she was when I wasn't around, but when I was around, she was like more, she, she was more um, conservative with it or whatever, but she was still that person. But like now, instead of a bunch of random dudes, like these guys are like, her friends, the guys she grew up with, the guys she works with, or whatever. And I'm, I'm not an insecure person. I'm not, I don't, I'm not a jealous person. So I never cared, especially if I'm there. Like I could see it, you know. Um. And there was one time, like, there was one time, like, I had to, I had to check this dude. Um, we actually got on a boat. We went, like, we did a cruise around Boston, like a boat party or boat brunch or something. And this dude went to hug her and his hand starts sliding. And like when I tell you I slapped his hand, like, bro, I know you see me standing right here. Like, I know you see me standing right here. And then I got on her because I was like, damn, you wasn't even trying to move. You wasn't even trying to like, ugh. And she was like, oh, I knew you were going to protect me. So, man, shut up. No, girl, like, you see, why you is seen that, that, that Drewski video, like the different type of hugs. The, yes, the, the, like, you don't, like no, no, she knew what it was. Man, like, nigga, I know because I give those hugs out, like back up. You know what I'm saying? So, but other than that, I haven't, I've never really had any problems outside of that. Like, um, I went to the club one time with my ex-wife and she was doing too much. Like if a woman just looked at me, she would get, she's like, "Uh uh-uh, he's taken. Okay. Like, relax, relax. Like we're in a, I hate those type of girls. Like girl, not everybody wants your man. If, if she came up to me and started talking to me or something, I would understand that. But she just looked at me. Like, now you're embarrassing everybody at this table because you getting up, going out the way. <laughs> Tell some girl over there to relax. Probably wasn't even really looking at me. She's probably just drunk wondering, you know. But, um, yeah, you know, and I'm like you. Like, the cl- the nightclub isn't my scene. Like, if, if you know, like, if Sean and Derek and Darius hit me up, like, yo, we're we going out for this special occasion. Like, I'm there. But just to be, you know, chilling on a Saturday night, like, yo, I want to go to Dre's. I want to go to Hawkinson. Like, I want to hit the strip. Like, that's not me anymore. Used to be, but not anymore. So, you know, um, the nightclub environment with your significant other, like, I get where Martin was coming from. Um, And it was just funny because, uh, you know, like, they go into, before they they get, get to the club, you know, like, 
Martin and Gina are talking, and Gina's like, I really want to go. And Martin's like, we have fun. Don't I give you something every day? And blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, yo, Martin, it's going over your head what Gina is asking. But I do want to ask you, because this came up again. Is If you're in a relationship, as Martin said, him and Gina do it every day. Is sex every day realistic? Um, I'm going to quote my friend DJ. Shout out to David Ozigbo. Because um, he says, him and my friend Kevo like to say small sex every day. Um, and what small sex every day is like, you know, like one round. It can be a quickie. It can be whatever, right? Um, and then, you know, big sex on the weekends or whatever, because, you know, we have we have jobs. And so um, I actually don't live by that statement at, at all, at all, because who the fuck has the time? OK, you don't always feel cute. You don't always feel, you know, like you want to have sex. I don't know what it is like for men, but I know as a female, sometimes it's just not there. It's just not there. And. But I do think, however, shout out to my mother for this too, because um, her and I have very in-depth conversations. She's one of my best friends. Um, but I do think that a very healthy sex life is essential to a relationship and to a marriage. Like my mom always says that. Like she's like, man, she's like, there's days where literally like, or months where we've gone on this, like, mm, I don't know. But like the one thing that always just brings us back is the bedroom and I'm like that's sick but also they've been married for 22 years so something's working so small yeah. sex every day no I'm just kidding yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no nah, I feel you you know um I mean sex every day is unrealistic you know that's if that's what y'all into like cool I think it's unrealistic especially like we both got jobs we got kids like that's not gonna happen but also don't want to go months without you know we sleep in the same bed or whatever like i don't want to go months without us touching each other like that's just wild to me and people i've been do there that. Before. and people i've been there do before that. and it's not it's not fun so but yeah um after that you know after martin and gina talk about that uh we hit the he goes on he goes on his radio show as usual wzup what up um you know, and he's talking about it, like going to the club with your significant other or whatever. And people are calling in and, you know, people are like, Martin, I don't think you really like her. You're not showing her no affection and blah, 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 blah. You know, Martin being his defensive, funny self, you know, just talking about it or whatever. And so he he finally gives in after the show. He calls Gina and tells her, like, get dressed like we're going out. And Gina was like, who is this? You know what I'm saying? Which is kind of funny, but. Yeah, so they, they go out, they hit the club, and um, it's funny because as soon as they walk in, Gina takes her jacket off, and she has on, like, a, a risque dress. And Martin's like, whoa, 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 why you put that on? And um, I could just see, like, I don't want to call that, like, insecurity. I just think it's, I don't know, it's just funny. Like, it's, it's, it's protect, like, it may be a little overprotective. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, y'all came to the club. Were you, you expecting her to wear, like, a... a like one of those ankle length cloth I mean, dresses. No, like, no. You want your girl to look good, but yeah. sometimes, like I know in today's society, like girls be girls be dressing crazy with like with a man, and like don't get me wrong, like because I like you know what I'm saying. I mean, you, like you you seen what I post? I, I don't feel like my dresses are too crazy, but like I know what I'm wearing. I know what body I have, and so like some girls will be damn near half naked 
right? And then be upset because her nigga is tripping and it's like, well, you're half naked. <laughs> like, what are we what are we saying? But Martin was tripping though. I'm like, hey, Gina look good. Like, nigga's gonna stay regardless. So that's facts. That's facts. Gina looked good. Her dress was vibrant. Like, they're gonna stare, you know. He's being his normal overprotective Martin self, you know. But there was a lot going on. He had people putting drinks on their table and you know, uh, Martin goes to buy Gina a drink, and then Jer here come uh, Jerome. You know, it's our introduction to Jerome. Jerome's in the house. You know what I'm saying? Um, it it was it was it was a lot going on. Like, and we we can see like why Martin didn't want to go. You know, it was a lot going on. Um, speaking of that, uh, because we have a part where Cole is like, "Yo, Martin, yo, Gina." Should I go up and buy those women drinks or should I grab their butts? You know, Gina's like, grab their butts, Cole. You know, which this episode couldn't have been made in 2023 because everybody would have. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They would have had a hissy fit about that. Martin would have been canceled after three episodes. Um, What is, okay, what do you see as the etiquette for men? And I'm specifically speaking of men who are interested in women buying women drinks in the club i actually <laughs> was just talking about this i number one i appreciate it right like i when men buy, when men buy me drinks or whatever it's like the forced conversation afterwards that i just really don't give a fuck about <laughs> <laughs> because like we're in the club bro like you come here often like you're yelling you're yelling right. and it's like I appreciate it. I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, we, it can be like a very short one or whatever. But if you're trying to have like sit there and just like, I'm again, I just don't meet people in the club. I don't care to. Um, I think I've gone maybe two dates or whatever after meeting someone in the club, and once is because I accidentally spilled a drink on a guy watching <laughs> a Lakers game. We were like, we were like a bottle blonde in Dallas, and like I literally, act, I was I cheered because like, um. I think it was Anthony Davis that made like the like the game winning shot, which is unheard of at this point. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, I'm like, it's not. That was a couple of years ago, so just for context, it was it was bubble, it was bubble. Uh, I, I think it was 2020. That anyway, was 2020. Yeah, it was 2020. It was bubble. So I literally spilled a drink on the dude, and he and I I, I can see he was about to get mad, and he turned and looked at me. And he was like, "Oh, like you good, you good, you good." And I'm like, "I will buy you another drink. Like it's not a big deal. I'm so sorry." Um, like and I bought him a drink. Which then proceeded to him being like, yo, like, girls don't buy me drinks, blah, blah, blah. So we went on a date. It was not a good date. Um, but um, but we're cool. We're cool. Matter of fact, shout out to him. He is, um, he has a moving business in Dallas. So if y'all need a mover in Dallas, shout out to him. Um, but yeah, like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. It's cool. It's cool. But you chasing me around in the club after you buy me a drink, I don't like that shit. Keep it, keep it. Like, I just feel like if you really want to talk to me, like, catch me outside. Right. That sounds really bad. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, <laughs> just, like, like, see me out. Like, and, I, and I've had dudes right. do that. Like, I've had dudes, like, literally, like, either looking back until they was looking at me the whole time or whatever, but they don't come up to me. Um, or they'll, they'll, they'll buy me a drink and don't really say much. And then as I'm leaving the club and it's, like, in the open, they'll be like, hey, like, I noticed you, blah, blah, blah. I feel like that's cool, you know? But then again... I, I'm just speaking for myself. I always like to say, like, I am not all women. So by all means, don't slander me. I feel you. Um, 
what do you do? Do you buy girls drinks at the club? Like, do you believe in that? Because some I'm, dudes don't believe in buying girls drinks at the club. It's not that I don't believe in it. I'm just not that guy, you know? Like, I don't feel like I ever... I'll just say this. I've never had... If I really wanted a woman, like, I didn't have to buy her a drink to, to get her number or get her attention, you know? Um... But I have before, like I have before, but I don't think any any woman in the club ever bought a drink. Like I was like trying to, you know, get her number or pursue her afterwards. I don't recall at least, you know, I was probably lit, so I don't remember. But I don't know. I, I think I think I think that's something like we've historically looked too deep into, like to feel you have possession over someone or they owe you something because you did something for them. It's just wild to me. And that goes more than just buying a drink. Like, like, yo, if you're going to do something, do it because you want to. Do it out of the kindness of your heart. Do it because you care about somebody. Or just do it just being a decent human being. Like, I don't owe you my time and energy because you wanted to. I, I didn't even want this tequila I, soda. Right. I didn't even want you, it. But you told you the bartender it. to give me what I wanted. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I don't know. But... Yeah, that's I know. Uh, again, like you said, you I, you don't speak for every woman. I don't speak for every dude. So he's like, I'm not he's that guy. He is not that guy. Yeah, but I I you know, I've also like when, I'm not trying to flex, but like most of my time being in the club, like I was in a section. You know, I was in a booth, so the drinks came with just being there. You know, it's different for you because you're in Vegas, but like yeah, there, but there is females that look like they'll be broke as hell going to the club. And like they're looking for men to actively buy them. Oh, yeah. They're actively looking to get into a section. And I can't knock it at all. Cause I, you know, I've been with, I've been with my friends when we just be going to sections. Yep. Now I get it. If I, listen, if I was a woman, whoo, but um <laughs> every man says that like if I was if I was a woman, I'd <laughs> shut up. I'd be out here. I'd be a Vegas girl through and through. Mm. But yeah. So yeah, you know, um, let me see, you know, uh, Martin and Gina, you know, call it a day. They get up out of there and they realize, you know, at home is, is the best place for them. You know, it's the best place for them. Um, you know, no, nothing too crazy happened. No real drama. We did see Donnie's break up with Tommy to go dance with um, Jerome, which is hilarious. Which you is know, gross. and it just sucks. Like They had that instant chemistry, that fire was blazing. And then here comes Jerome, yuck mouth. And he, you know, he put it out. Danice wasn't really real. You know, she was just, she was there for a good time, not a long time. But Tommy had other plans. It is and what that's it is. how the know? cookie crumbles. It's literally how the cookie fucking crumbles. You know, so. But yeah, um, after that, the episode ends and, you know, they back at home on the couch in love. And that's how, and that's how that cookie crumbles or stays yeah. together. However, that goes because it was a good outcome for them. Hmm. So, yeah, man, that was episode three. Things I do in love. Um, y'all tap in in the comments. Let us know what y'all think. Add in some extras. You know what I'm saying? You know, y'all know we're gonna be asking y'all some questions and all that good stuff. Um, shout out to my homegirl Cynthia. Uh, she listens. I appreciate you for you know reaching out and referencing the episode. Like that was dope. And uh, my girl Ashley, uh, Ashley Harper to be specific, because it's a thousand, it's a million Ashleys out there. So let me be extra. It's probably a million Ashley Harpers too. But she know who I'm talking about. 
Um, and just, you know, shout out to everybody listening because, you know, it's people we don't know listening, listening. I, I appreciate y'all. You know, um, Jazzo, I appreciate you. Um, I'm excited. I'm I'm calling this now. Maybe episode six or seven. I'm I'm coming to Dallas so we can record in person. You know what's funny is I'm like, I need to go to Vegas because I want to record in person. Well, well either or. Like I, I feel like that episode gonna be special. So we're gonna make it do what it do. We are, we are. Before we go, I do also want to shout out because I forgot. I, I'm looking at myself and I'm like, yo, I do want to shout out my friend Chris's brand of black owned business, BHHD, Black History Happens Daily. Um, hey. super dope. Um, but yeah, shout out to everybody listening. Shout out to Cortland. Um, because we always do this on a two hour time difference. Yeah. Um, and some of it's very early morning. So shout out to you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, we're gonna link Chris's uh business uh in the comments or in the in the somewhere on Instagram. We're gonna link it. And uh I'm gonna have to give me when I when when send me the link because I'm gonna have to give me a shirt too, because you know, I support black, but you know, I've been doing this. It wasn't, it didn't take no pandemic for me to do that, but you know, that's facts, big facts. But, I'll um, get you a shirt though. I'll get you a shirt. Let me know your size. Appreciate it, appreciate it you know. Um, but yeah, that's all that's all we got. So y'all have a good one. Um, I hope y'all February has been extra lovey lovey dovey, extra black. You know what I'm saying? And we out. Peace. Peace.